Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Chances are, you probably belong to some sort of loyalty program, some sort of reward program. Grocery stores are, obviously. Probably the key factor in making that program. So, you know, you, you, you put your number in every time and you get fuel points. It's what I do. I save like 20, 30 points a gallon. It's pretty awesome. We have loyalty programs for podcasting, but that's typically in the form of Patreon or some other service that is, hey, give me X number of dollars and I'll give you this extra bonus content at the end. That's one way to do that. But I want to think about it differently. And I want to use a real world scenario situation that hopefully is applicable to your podcast, especially if you're a professional service provider or especially if you are a personality driven show. Let me let me explain where this this idea comes from. So as you may know, I used to be the host of something called the Bangkok Podcast back when I lived in Bangkok, Thailand, a show that my friend uh, Greg Jorgensen had had for a number of years, went dormant. Anyhow, I left the program and now a guy named Ed Knuth is on and the show's doing really, really well. I'm part of their loyalty program. Yes, I've got a Patreon page, but I'm not talking about that. The loyalty program I'm speaking of for the Bangkok Podcast is... I'm in their line group, if you will. Line, L-I-N-E, is a social network that is the social network in Thailand. And I set up this line account a long time ago. It's a business account you set up so that other people, because it was the thing to do. And so I was like, well, you know, everybody in Thailand's got a line account. We're talking to expats. Let's put this out there. And that was, that was two and a half years ago. So I'm still on it. And last night, something interesting happened. And that is that Greg, one of the two co-hosts of the show, decided to do like a weird little video. He was out and about in a spot in Bangkok. And again, stick with me. This is going to make sense in a minute. And just took a quick little video with his phone and that looked at this little tiny bathroom <laughs> that he was in. And he's giant. He's like six foot four, big, big Canadian dude. And, you know, hey, what am I going to do here in this little bitty bathroom? And he shared this video out. From the time it went out to their private, think about it that way, private group their loyalty program online, they got comments back within seconds. Seconds. And the reason I know this is I am still an administrator on the account, so I could see all of the activity. Seconds after a hastily shot video was added and shared. Now, you're probably thinking, well, what's different than just sharing that kind of content on social media? Well, here's the difference between that. Within seconds, they got, I don't know, five or six different comments from this. And... The reason they did that is their audience online is very, very small. It's like 350 some odd people, which is awesome. It was like 100 when I left. So they've grown you know, triple in size, which is amazing. And you're thinking, well, that's not very big. My Twitter account has 1,500 followers. My Facebook group has 5,000 people in it. But why do I care about 350? Here's why you care about that. 
though 350 people in that private group saw that message immediately. It wasn't buried in with other stuff. It wasn't one of many things that showed up on their timeline. Everybody there, I think, everybody that's in that group got an alert and they said, oh, what is this? And they clicked into it. You will not get that unless someone has chosen and opted to say, yes, turn on notifications for this person's Twitter account. That's the only way that's happening. And that gets annoying pretty quickly because Twitter and Facebook have become utilities for us to use during the day. It's a place where we are social. But with Line, even though, again, it's the big Thai social network, most of the audience over there are expats and they don't use it quite as much. Not at least the way that the Thais do. It becomes a communication tool. Here's the deal. This costs them, well, it costs the Bangkok podcast a certain number of dollars a month to have this business style account. And it's not a huge number. It's a double digit number. I think it's like 20 bucks or something like that. Not even that. I think it's like 14 bucks. But the listeners pay nothing. Members of this, the listener pays nothing to be a part of it. It's simply a private way that they can share. And when we started doing it, we were only sharing podcast episodes. And it was one way to get people to listen. And we would occasionally get feedback. But that's the other key. You've got to be able to give feedback on it. And maybe one of the challenges, I think, with Patreon, as much as I love it, you're probably not going to get a lot of feedback there from people. But with Line, these guys get lots. Every time they post an episode, feedback. When they post these little weird videos or photos or other interesting little nuggets, feedback. Because it's a communication tool. So that gets me to thinking, and I, and I don't have an answer here, not a clear-cut answer, but it's something to think about. How could you, with your podcast, build a, an additional channel? Because you still have to do social media. Sorry, you, you, if, if you're promoting things, you have to do it there. You, you just have to. You've already got your... You still have to do email marketing. You still have to do your podcast <laughs> episodes, obviously. But is there an additional channel that you can create that you give to your most loyal people? I mean, anybody can sign up for it, but that is a very high signal-to-noise ratio, that they're not being bombarded with other alerts. Your content is not competing with lots of other content to get their attention, which is a problem with Facebook. The problem with email, is it mixed with everything else, right? These all work. But is there an other, another option, another app that you can give to people that is yours only? Now, maybe it, maybe it is a custom app. Maybe that's the solution. You know, uh, hosting companies like Libsyn have a custom app. I'm, I'm building a custom app for a client right now with Libsyn's help that will be able to push out notices to people. That's great and fine, but... That's, you know, it's kind of expensive to have your own app. Is there an app you can just simply glam onto? Can you get Telegram to work like this? I don't know. I don't think Instagram works this way because Instagram people scroll through their feeds. There's lots of people in there. What you want is an app where people are really, if not only talking about, talking to you, only thinking about you. Sure, you could use something like Slack. Maybe that's an idea to do it. Maybe that's where you could communicate. Really, the question becomes to, what is it that you share because why wouldn't I share this stuff, Evo, on just my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed, and then I share it to my Slack channel too, or my private line group or Telegram? I don't think so. I think this sort of content, what's working well for the Bangkok podcast, these little special things, 
only go to the loyal people who have that app. Yes, of course, push your podcast episodes down there. Of course, of course do that. But I think you hold some of this stuff in reserve. And it's stuff that should be a quick share. Don't go and specially produce something, because if you're going to work on producing it, you want to reach the widest audience possible. But having a few hundred people, and it's going to start with a few dozen people, but having a, a small group of people who are super loyal, who love what you do so much that they want more, and you're able to give them more by capturing the activities you do during your normal day, I think you have to have a very personality-driven show. I think that show has to be entertaining more than it's informative. And I think you have to be doing things, showing a behind the scenes of what it's really like in your world. This works really well for the Bangkok podcast because it's an exotic location for a lot of people. And so when one, some big Canadian winds up in a bathroom that he has to literally be on his knees to pee into, it's that tiny. That's great content to share to that loyal people. Could it have been shared on... Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, yeah, probably, but you know, with, without a lot of branding, it's kind of going to get lost in the in the mix. Where here, it went to a good a good dedicated audience. I like this idea of loyalty programs, and I want to come back and visit them for businesses. Look, an app is a great way to do it. If you need help making your business app that's podcast focused, get in touch. I've done one. I'll, I'll do more for you. Um, but also, if you're just thinking about how do I just make it easier to create, to, to let my most loyal audience interact with me and my podcast beyond my podcast, I'd love to talk to you about that because I think there's some things that we can do. Get in touch, would you? Evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Go to podcastlaunch.pro. List of all the services I currently offer. Uh, app building is not on there. We can talk about that later. But that'll do it for another week. So I'll be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. <laughs> Try that again. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. 
Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.